0: the time is nine it is february 14 2021 it is episode 83 today we discuss a little bit of tech news we're going to discuss what it takes to make a show like this i am michael askins architect technologist and this is the technology architecture solution engineering show in the virtual studio we have dev Oops. that's it Uh, It's been a while man it's been it's been a little been a while since we had one of these standard type shows we had a little bit of a hiatus during June we had some you know a little bit of tug and pull with the real life and a bunch of other things that are going on and you guys stepped in did a couple shows we had data download we had uh, all kinds of stuff going. actually my shows are starting to blur because I got there's a (laughs) bunch of them. And I recorded like three of them this week, and it's not that I didn't forget because my calendar will remind me that this was coming up. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that we are ready to get back into the regular groove of having just a regular show. So it got to me thinking. And I think when we had our little pre hit the record and say the stuff banter, I kind of said that I kind of jokingly kicked the show off and I said, what it takes to make a show. And I think you think I was kidding. (laughs) But the reality was, is I've been thinking about this for a while. As we start getting closer to episode 100 on this particular show, I thought, you know, maybe let's let's sprinkle in there here and there. Uh, because you know, it seems like everybody has a show these days. That's not true, but there's a lot of outlet, a lot of competition out there, and you know, it takes a little bit to make it make it a a something that is doable, right? And let's let's get to that as the main topic. Let's do let's do some tech news. Um, the new version of Windows. The Microsoft Partner Conference is out there going on right now. You can get your desktop delivered in multiple different ways richard branson went into space what else you want to cover
1: i mean those are definitely the biggest things that have happened i don't really care about richard branson but uh <laughs> space thing was cool um but uh
0: let's start with that one let's start with that one so you know there's a lot of people i know are like who cares it's a millionaire's play toy whatever well here's the thing the innovation that's going to come off of those kind of programs are going to be impactful moving forward. If you think of it, like the whole astronaut program back in the day, like way back when they kicked the whole thing off, we're going to go to the moon, you know, a lot of that innovation and that carried on into the eighties with the shuttle program that continued on to having commercial style flights as of, you know, (laughs) when do you do that? Sunday, Saturday, you know, it's uh it's going to spur on additional innovation, especially in our space, you know, um, or all four of our spaces, you know, cloud technologies, data and analytics, you know, collaboration, like all of the, there's going to be a big boom. Because if you think of it, what it takes to try to do that affordably because the goal is to get the price down. I mean, because it's not like everybody can reach in between the cushions and pull out two hundred and fifty large. It's this is not <laughs> yeah. a not a thing that happens, right? Yeah. Uh, so the innovation that comes out of that, I I I hold I don't use this word often. I hold out hope that that's going to be of value. So um, no, I I definitely agree with that. I mean, I,
1: the concept of it is is very cool, and, and the fact that it could be commercialized at some point, anyone could go up and. Ride or ride the orbit of the earth for a little while or however long the flight is or whatever. And that within itself is cool. Yeah. Um and I guess it in in all seriousness it does take the resources of some of people like that to make the innovation happen, unfortunately. Um or fortunately, well, depending fortunately. on it. Uh, <laughs> fortunately. <I guess. laughs> Um but he uh, could
0: he could just he could just sit on that money and like have gold threaded sheets instead of doing something like this, which could potentially carry outward for it with whatever technologies we know. Yeah. I, not, that I guess, I, not that I'm sticking up for billionaires. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm just saying and it's not because I have a thing for space. I mean, which I do. It's <laughs> yeah. extrapolate all that. I mean, it is good stuff, right? Yeah. No, it is. And I, I guess to clarify what I was saying
1: is that, you know, it, unfortunately in a sense that it takes Someone with that money to do it, and uh, albeit or compared to like not like crowdsourcing or other things happening for it to do it. You know, it's only if they have the motivation to do it. Unfortunately, yep. to make it make it happen. But you know, gladly it's working, and then you're know, it's happening, and you know, it seems like it was a successful
0: flight. So, yep, agreed. Microsoft has a new operating system. I thought Windows Ten was supposed to be the last last one.
1: Well. I it's funny that you bring that up because I remember hearing that too. And apparently, it was never officially said by Microsoft. Yeah, it was said by some type, like, uh, I don't know, I forget, I saw it on the Twitter sphere somewhere, so I, I can't, don't know how to give a credit to, to give a credit to, but that it was never officially said by them. It was said by one of their, I don't know if it was a developer or something that worked for microsoft or i forget but it was never like an official statement that was put out by them according to the twitter but um yeah we have a new version of windows
0: <laughs> actually <laughs> if you really think of it as of today because the world partner conference is going on and we're stopping attending that just to make sure that we get this information out there's actually two operating systems right yeah so, i mean i, I have you received messaging around this today Yeah, there's been messaging around it. I I validated that it has been publicly made known. So the Microsoft desktop experience is going to get a new look to it. Um, And not not the Windows 11 thing. This is the Windows 365 experience where um, essentially, if you think of virtual desktops out there with some persistence on the hardware, um you're going to be able to have a desktop with persistence across all of your experience no matter what device you're at you're able to log in and connect to a desktop it's going to you know give you that real-time experience um so aside from that it was just like it's coming and there's some you know some views and some kind of a bullet point so we're going to kind of move on from that we don't want to like put out false expectations or anything uh but you know, before we move on in that any finals on that that one. Yeah,
1: I actually have a question for you, considering you, you know, you've been attending that, and I'm probably more so around your opinion, your thoughts. your quick thoughts on is how do you think this impacts which was now formerly called WVD now, which is Azure Virtual Desktop.
0: Um, so I, I see I see the segment uh, potentially getting confusing if they don't fully decom WVD. Because uh, they were saying how you can get your personal desktop, it's great, and then oh, your corporate desktop. So, so it really depends on how they package and market it. Uh, yeah. it again, it's farm fresh. This is all yeah. new, so like we'll have to see where that comes from. So, ideally, I you know I'm under the camp of there needs to be a swath for enterprise where you have all this granular control and the whole experience, and then you should be able to be able to get a desktop. So, how we accomplished that in the past was leverage like MSDN style licensing to get a Windows desktop VM provisioned in Azure, and you can get the desktop experience. And well, they kind of made it better. We knew, I knew this was coming. We all knew this was coming actually, because there was like desktop as a service, everyone, because there's yeah. competing solutions out there doing that right now. Um, so so we knew it was eventually going to get here. Um, the challenge is, what does that mean for the enterprise side? Because if it's just a commodity flavor, of windows it's going we know that doesn't work for enterprise because they might need to be with certain regulatory and compliance things have certain configurations certain ways manage the configuration and configuration drift and h- handle the security aspects of it so i think i think we're going to be talking about this quite a lot over the next several months and you're going to hear the big kapow during uh <laughs> ignite ignite fall edition when you know it becomes really out there like, hey it's coming it's coming
1: well, so. apparently it's available August 2nd, so it should be out in the wild before Ignite, according to Microsoft's official website. Um, but, you know, I agree with you. Considering they just rebanded, rebranded Windows Virtual Desktop to Azure Virtual Desktop, I am anticipating that means more messaging is gonna come around about what you use for what. Yep. Um, because it is, you know, like you said, from more granular controls, it kind of reminds me a little bit of IoT Central versus IoT Hub. Yep. Um, as far as that, you know, the two different spokes of that. Um, so we'll, you know, we will definitely see what, see what happens there.
0: Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. Um, what else do we have for tech news? Do you want to touch on?
1: Um, what are your quick thoughts on windows 11? We kind of just brushed over it and said there's two now, you know, what are your, what are your 30 second thoughts on windows 11?
0: Um, hmm. It's incrementally one more than Windows 10. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it, I, I'm curious, is it? Is it too much Apple-like for you?
0: Uh, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it was it's very <laughs> apple um, So, not that I'm opposed to that. I mean, uh, Apple's, you know, master at interface and design, form, and function. So, yes, I did compliment them. I mean, they make great commercials. Um so yeah, it is very Apple. And I think the appeal for it is to try to try to decouple nuance versus customization versus complexity to try to give that standard look feel um that a lot of people like the iOS and Apple ecosystem for, right? Um I, I almost when I saw that, you know, aside from, you know, everybody's like, it's not going to run. Like all the articles come out, it's not going <laughs> to run on some of your Surface gear. You, I just bought a Microsoft yeah. Surface and it's just not going to work. And uh, they, they pulled out the diesel fuel and started juggling ro- road <laughs> flares on top of it. And I'm like, oh boy, calm down. So, you know, one of the things that was a challenge when we came to 10 was hardware compatibility. Um, I just, I'm, I'm not sure that it's, the, the OS is that complex that, it's going to preclude uh, a modern computer, right? From being able to run it. Um, yeah. Cause th- they're very good at making sure that you can leverage it. Cause they're, I mean, aside from the surface line, well, and the duo and the Neo and that stuff, they're not hardware people. So it's yeah. not like they're like, you, you got to get my new, like apples, like you got to get the new gear to get the new, you know, and it's kind of a smash and grab kind of a thing.
1: Yeah and I, I think part of the reason why they're kind of throwing out these requirements is from what i've seen has been security issue or security reasons i should say um as far as with uh enabling i forget the term uh, tpm the trusted platform module yep. uh, 2, 2.0 i believe um so you know i think that's a big reason around that and i think there's some i don't know well, if there's there- not compatibility issues with older there's ways around that
0: so like when tpm became a thing pardon the interruption but yeah. i, I, I want to clarify this for people right off the bat it, this is not a convenient solution what i'm about to say but when <laughs> when when tpm became a thing and there are certain software vendors that required tpm chips that had their malware virus where i'm you you're you i'm me kind of a thing on it and yeah. if you didn't have a TPM chip. So for those who don't know, it's called a trusted platform module. It's this little chip that sits on the hardware that has a specific key inside of it that validates the hardware and you can validate against it with your account. It gets embedded. It's a whole thing. Right. And it's it's it was good. Right. It is good. So we need to go to the next level as you know, bad actors become worse actors uh we need to go we need to go to that next level so like that's a logical evolution so because it's hardware related it's not like something you can we had uh, one of my previous careers when this tpm thing became a thing um we had a workaround for gear that we wanted to use right we had keys with like usb keys with the right authentication stuff on it we were able to smack the key in and they can authenticate i mean it's not ideal Yeah, because you lose the key, then you got to get them a new key. They can't get in their box (laughs) because it's locked down. I mean, it's not ideal. But if we think of it and we think of the way we want to do things with like passwordless or FIDO keys or like like you think of the options that are out there, we were heading that way to have another thing authenticate us to begin with without having it be something embedded on the device. Right so you know people have found ways since tpm's been out people's found have found ways to try to get at that chip and get that that string off of it And you get that string off of it you can get you're getting in the box you're getting in the box you're getting access to you know whatever yeah so you know from a security perspective i'm sure it'll shake out and i'll be more opinionated on it as we have more again another one it's this farm fresh information as we get more alignment um. So we'll we'll figure that out, and we'll have something around that. I think we're overdue for a security episode. So maybe maybe we have one of those real soon here, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree. From an interface, there's things that that I do like about it, and it's not that I would be like, oh, I, well. First of all, when it becomes regular GA, it's at well, even before that, I'll be using it. But as we get closer to that, I mean, how how. I don't want to be the guy that strolls in like when windows tens are, I'm not going to be the guy that strolls in with a windows seven box (laughs) (laughs) and not because I need to like look the part. It's just because it's, the new stuff's here. I need to be demonstrating that it's working and with all the apps and all the environments. So that's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge because you know if it's a if it's a fresh install, the, I mean people think it's set it and forget it. Not for me because I got stuff that needs to be installed that you just can't script or automate because of security things. So it, it'll be a challenge um, to to make that permanent for daily drivers. But you know we'll get there.
1: Yeah, you said it's farm fresh and, you know, I'm sure we'll have more details come out over the coming months. I think they said it should be available sometime holiday time, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, as more, de- I'm sure Ignite, like you said, we'll get a whole, you know, dropping bombs at Ignite as far as <laughs> details around that and also Windows 365. So it'd be interesting to see what more details come up. As they said, they have more to show. So I, I wonder what else they've, uh, sure. what other surprises they got up
0: their sleeve. So, so the things that were compelling. Uh, this is where I was going with that. Is the things that were compelling to me that I already have it working that way on Windows ten. So, you know, being able to <laughs> like it, like fancy zones and stuff like yeah. that to be able to snap stuff to smartly to a certain like they took that and they baked it into the OS, which is probably better because it's not something sitting there. <laughs> Running outside of the kernel that whatever, how OSs are coded. But like <laughs> those kind of things are the things that were like, yeah, like that. Now, the thing that isn't part of this that I thought was really cool was like the profiles for how you snap and where you put stuff. So, like if I know I'm going to be going into recording mode and it's going to be a Teams recording, you know, I put my windows in specific areas. I got to do that. Right. So I can just like say, it, push a button and say use this profile and all the stuff will snap to where it needs to go yeah. that's pretty cool i can dig that i can get behind that
1: yeah i do agree with that yeah it takes a step further than the what the fancy zones do as far as remembering where your windows were before and, and stuff like that especially when you disconnect and reconnect if you're docking or, or whatever the case may be so you know i'm curious to see what they do i'm curious to see what other things they have the show for windows 11 um Curious what businesses and organizations will think because we know there's still organizations out there that are on Windows Seven. <laughs> yep. Um, you know. Yep. So be, we do. It'd be curious to see how this impacts the business world and and uh, what you know if people start running around with the hair on fire that there's a, another version of Windows out that they have to upgrade to. So
0: yeah, for sure. So so just kind of another aside. One of the emphasis is kind of along this line. You you just. Fire to Synapse. So this is a off the script and there's no script, but off the agenda um, topic. So um, as we were joining, I had a session playing and one of the things they were talking about is moving your, like there's a heavy conversation around getting your infrastructure in Azure. Yeah. And, and if, if anyone who's ever heard me talk about your hybrid or your on-premises infrastructure, one of the things that we used to say is like, okay, if you're on Windows 2008 or two, Let's get it to Azure because they'll give you some like additional support, right? So we know like 12 R2 is coming to an end, right? So the same thing applies. They're going to like, if you have an 08 box, we'll give you a year. If you have a 12 box, we'll give you three years of, of like the get off of it. Let's like, just get it out there. Get it out of this, this. Bad space of, you know, unsupported hardware, you know, this doom and gloom of like having to go to eBay to find parts to keep an old server running because you can't make it work somewhere else. Just saying that happens in real life. I'm not (laughs) kidding you. That actually happens in real life. Oh, yes. Uh, So. um so you're gonna hear some messaging for the day job and for the other day job and everything else i do about like hey let's get stuff there not because i'm a dyed in the wool data center infra guy but because it's the right thing to do and you can get into supportable mode so that that's another thing is like you know windows 7 and 2008 r2 and 12 like that was like a formula that people figured out so they're like skittish to change well you should change (laughs) again yet another episode we had one of those in the Mm -hmm. past like Should you upgrade or not?
1: (laughs) And I think it's a good incentive to get people to leverage Azure if they don't want to necessarily upgrade their OS yet. So, um, you know, um, I know that's been a thing. So it'd be, um, no, but, you know, it's high time for uh, uh, things to get upgraded from 2012 R2. For, you know, a project working on now, a lot of file shares that servers are running on is 2012 R2, and it's uh, painful. Um, (laughs) Yes, (laughs) definitely.
0: So the, the other thing uh, that that I had from a, a stream of consciousness consciousness uh, thought for just a quick quick banter around uh, not necessarily tech news but more along the line of product uh, product related. Um, so there's there's we some of the data that's been out. There's over 140 some million people sitting on Teams now actively, not just like oh I'm assigned a license. That's two x from where we're at a year ago. I remember when this pandemic hit kicked off and, and we were like, Oh, let's get people on these pl- collaboration platforms. Well, you know, teams just didn't come. it stuck. Right. So yeah. as, as we see things going as, as annoying as it is, there's traffic now because people are starting to move about their life. Um, and getting to their offices. And, and I had a customer call today where he's like, can you call me at this specific time? Cause I'm going to be in the car. I'm like, well, sure. And I'm thinking, he's like going to the market or, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to the office. This is the second time there. since. Uh, so like we're hearing a lot of this, right? And um, we have had conversations in the collaboration corner with ELB and Ari is like, what's, I'm not going to say the, the the trite phrase of new normal, but like what does the future behold in our way of working? Um, it, it, we're, we're having, it, it, as predicted, we were having these conversations with customers and it, we're seeing, um the conversations we used to have trying to get people to adopt teams and like, let's migrate off of traditional file shares and let's move into something uh, a little more sustainable. And by sustainable, I mean more modern, Um, not will file share sitting on a directory structure on a server somewhere where you map a local drive yeah that's sustainable because it's tried and true and it works but is that the best way to do it and like we know and and i'm going to toss this to you blind i I like i've been like hitting you with this blind stuff because i like (laughs) the gut gut reactions because i have notes and i'm reading from them and i didn't share them with you on purpose um one of the things that i wanted to get your gut reaction is is what are the top three things in your mind um because you do you do a lot with the Azure and Infra world, but you you do heavily heavily um, influencing organizations around IM and Teams and collaboration and and getting data from one point to another. So you do a lot in that space. Um, so once it's there, and say somebody decides to put their stuff in Teams, what are the top three benefits of having it sit on Teams?
1: Well, before I answer that, I think you said you know instead of using the 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 word the new normal, I think it, it's the new standard. Now, I, I you know instead of being the new normal, I think it's a standard. Is this is where we're going now as far as remote work and and you know using collaboration platforms and and stuff like that. You know, I don't think it's the normal. It's that it's what's expected now um, from a new standard perspective. Um, but as as far as the three benefits of having it there. Um, you know, for me, I, I think a lot of time is that, <clears throat> you know, you can work from anywhere and, you know, even though that is a, a term or a phrase that's been used very long or very wide and, and used for a long time, um, you know, I think that, you know, when I'm on my, you know, if I'm in bed or if I just woke up or something I get a, a media alert I don't have to like scramble to my computer to access my file share or whatever I can you know or whatever it is um, you know or whatever the case may be you know you can just pull teams right up on your phone stuff like, like I had I was out and about the other day and it was a uh, we're using uh, teams the whole PowerShell scripts for migration right now for a uh, for a file share. And I didn't. I couldn't remember if something was in one of the PowerShell scripts I wrote, and I could just pull it up right up in Teams, and it showed exactly what I need to see. And I just confirmed that a line in the script was there. Um, you know, you, as far as can, anything, do, you
0: can do that with GitHub too, by the way.
1: You can, yeah, <laughs> you can. <laughs> um, but you know, just to illustrate that, you know, I think that you know, it's it's a matter of you have way more flexibility in how you work and where you work and what devices you use. Um, instead of having to use a computer to access a file share and so forth and so on. Um, also, from Teams, if we're not just talking about from a file perspective, is that you know, or I guess still with a file perspective, is that you know when you're looking at your. You know, with a file sharing, you have your structure, you have your different spots, and and, and, and for how your folder structure is. You know, similar thing to Teams. You can structure that from a team, and I think a lot of times we try to help organizations do a use case discovery for what they need from a team perspective. A lot, of, you know, uh, of uh, common ones we see is you know committees, you know, departments, so forth and so on. You know, as far as to have that structure goes. You know, I think that you know also scratches the edge for people as far as that need that structure. Um, you know, you can have that structure and and the files are there and you know, different channel teams, channels or whatever the case may be, you know, I think the structure is beneficial as well for different people. And do, it's also so good.
0: Do we do do we risk the 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 chance of having data duplicated because of the way teams access is controlled? I mean I know this answer. Yeah. I, 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 I wanna know like what, <laughs> what you're telling what yeah. you're telling your customers because yeah. you know, there, there's always the answer is there's always a chance. Yeah. Um but do we risk any kind of any kind of sprawl because we have one team over here and so maybe somebody's not on that team, but they need that same data, so they're gonna duplicate that data elsewhere.
1: Yeah. I would say it depends and that's like the the consultant answer and i think part of it also is having a good foundation for what your policies organizational policies are around teams thank you Um, (laughs) yeah i mean that's the biggest thing because they had i when i when i worked with the client in the past they had the same exact question you know these people access the both these teams access this data you know obviously they don't access anything else from each other's data repositories or whatever um where does that live now, at the time, there was different, you know, we thought about maybe just creating a team just for that data and, you know, letting the data sit there and both teams have access to that team. Boom. Or, yeah, but, you know, it wasn't exactly the best idea the best or the, not with the best approach, but considering the limitations we had at the time, that's kind of what we had to do. Um but, you know, th- there's, you know, there's that as well. You know, I, I think that it depends on like, how you organize your teams. And that's why we have to have those use case discoveries. Because there is going to be those scenarios where people need access to different things. And it's also about, you know, change management as well as telling your users where data needs to go. Like instead of people sharing stuff out of their OneDrive and you having copies here, copies there, sending through email. It's part, all part of the change management uh, piece of the fence, you know, or that, that side of the fence as far as, you um, you know, doing that and making sure people know, okay, this data belongs in this team so everyone can access it and not, you know, do that, which is, you know, a lot of things that we, some of the things we covered in a recording we just did for a webinar um, that should be coming out shortly.
0: Yeah, um, tell, so. tell me about, tell me about that webinar.
1: <laughs> it is a, uh, we just recorded yesterday a, a Teams Tips and tricks webinar um, to kind of show different different features and uh, different feature sets of Teams and th- different things you can do uh, within Teams that make your life easier. Things that you know people might have known or not have known. Um, and we do talk a little bit about um, as far as keeping everything inside the team so that people you know people come and go, you know, or you know, for the, you never know what might happen to you or if you get sick or whatever the case may be.
0: Or all move on data. just because oh, yeah. you're not there anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You move on just yeah, because you move on. You know, people move jobs all the time. Um, you know, all that data should be there. It should be in a central repository so the next man up can – or next man or woman up can, uh, you know, uh, pick up where you left off and get up to speed really quickly. So,
0: yeah, so just to clarify that because I have multiple outlets for those who uh, that that event is for through aspirant, that that recording. And so we, we will be uh, we'll be actually promoting that on the next show uh, with links on how to get the it. Um, and we'll probably do a little bit more of a boil down uh, promotion show kind of to try to get you guys there so you can be more better. So one of the things in my three, and I was wondering if it was part of your three there's two well actually two of the, two of the three things is is when, when you are like not using the traditional structure of file server, share, document, and you have it on a platform that's a collaborative platform, there's two things that you get. Um, Well, I should say, depending on how you configure in your policies. Um, So there's there's co-authoring, which is gigantic. And then there's versioning, which is also gigantic. Um, So you touched on access. That would be one of mine, too. I can't tell you how many times I've tossed out to the teams like, oh, there's a deck in this in this uh, (laughs) folder. We need to get to the customer and there needs to be this change. Can someone like make that change? And it's like there, oh yeah, it's it's, everyone knows where to go, and we have it structured. Oh yeah, this customer, this project, boom, in there, go in the deck, change whatever architectural change we want to do, PDF it and send it. You know, it's not reliant on one person with that PowerPoint sitting on their laptop. So, I agree with you there. The versioning stuff and the – well, uh, more importantly, the co-authoring. There's documents sometimes that are hundreds of pages long from an architectural perspective that maybe one team member is doing the networking bits and another team member is doing maybe some Cody things, uh, developer-type things, and somebody else is doing something from a security perspective. And and you've got all this going on, and how often in the days of old where we would – like you know, fire up the document and then put it in somewhere and like, I'm in it now, I'm going to make my changes. And you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs. As long as you're not in the same word, same sentence, same paragraph, go to town, right? Like most mm-hmm. of the office products you can co-author in PowerPoint, PowerPoint. Um, word you know insert mostly most business apps you can do that so to me that's a huge one and and it, and it takes it a step further than just oh yeah i have it on my OneDrive and i'm using the online version i opened it and we can co-author there i mean it goes much deeper than that when it's in this central place that's a you know the whole team can get at so so that's two that i would have in my three and, and i'm sure you probably share some of the same thoughts I do, yeah. And it's
1: funny because I, when I think of co-authoring and versioning, it's so ingrained in me now that it's like I don't even remember it exists. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 uh, sometimes, but when people are coming from file shares and, and stuff like that, you know, it, it it's a whole new world for them. Um, so I would definitely say, yeah, I mean, definitely a benefit of using Teams is, you know, the co-authoring and versioning and, you know, if Teams slash SharePoint or whatever, as I'm sure there's still people out there that are, you know, maybe not ready for Teams yet or, from a collaborative perspective uh, with Teams itself and just want to use SharePoint sites. Like, do you have that available on SharePoint as well? Because SharePoint is the backbone of teams. Yep. Teams um, from a file storage standpoint. So, you know, for those two products, you know, I definitely say that like moving from a traditional file share to that is definitely two of the, two of the bigger uh, feature sets that you get that make your life easier.
0: Yep, absolutely. So so I, I agree on all those points. So let's shove off into, unless there's anything else you want to cover, let's shove off into kind of a main topic. And I, I was a little disingenuous uh, about the show. Uh, I am more along the lines want to kind of tie that into how we actually, what we use to make the show, which will turn into the real topic at hand. So, you know, because since we've been remote, we use Microsoft teams to do the show and, in the, the evolution of teams is so great that, um, and I, I still do it to this day. Like I did this to you right before, like we said it is February or whatever date it is. February. Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> um I asked, can you hear my neighbor cutting his grass? Cause he, he, he's out there for like ever, and, and he does a wonderful job and you know he helps my yard out at, at times it makes everything look beautiful so i'm not casting aspersions against you know him doing his yard i'm grateful that he does it because you i can have a neighbor that not i just wanted to know if it was coming through if i need to make changes and i'm just so used to all the time like every little noise saying can you hear that or <laughs> like going in like putting filters on in in, in um, adobe edition to try to like cancel out like the air conditioner running or the ceiling fan going and the little tick of the little chain it's so annoying the one thing i wish i could take out which you know is is not ideal and i'm the biggest offender of hearing the notifications fire off on all my emails and all my stuff and it's so not pro but i can't help it uh oh well, i can i can turn them off <laughs> but um it, it becomes this thing where like oh we're going and all of a sudden like bang hit with the notifications (laughs) um that's the one filter i wish that they would put on some of whatever the ai engine is that's filtering that stuff out that'll just take that because they know what that sounds like they could put like put an imprint in there and say the standard windows notification like make it go away (laughs) or the standard you know (laughs) samsung bing or teams whatever noise make it go away so so i wanted to say Kind of what goes into it from a technology perspective. we did kind of cover this once before. I think we covered this when we had our big. We had the one episode where everything just dumped. And we had to pick up awkwardly. (laughs) And then we had like one half of it recorded. The other half didn't. When we had uh, Chris Furless on the one time. And we kind of patched together an episode. Um, But it's it's. You know, I'm not going to knock on anything wood, but it's been much better since the the adoption rate of teams has gone up because, you know, it's not that they wouldn't invest in the product line, but it just seems like the rapid enhancements has been there that makes it possible to still do this through teams, right? We've done them in person. And I've I've put them out there. Actually, we we had a few shows before it happened at Reginald's, our Enjoy. local co- coffee shop. And a lot of people were like, man, was it really noisy there? I'm like, yeah, it was. It was like very noisy. Um, much along the lines of other podcasts when they go to a, a brew pub or a coffee house, whatever. Yeah, you, know, you hear the background ambiance and that's usually kind of OK because that's how you're framing it. But sometimes it's a distraction and you don't really have that here. And so one of the things we we find is like doing these recordings through teams is super useful. And, you know, when I was at multiple uh, inspires and ignites for that matter, I have attended a lot of sessions about people who run podcasts and run video channels and like collaboration. Like uh, they call them anti conferences because it's like it's flipped. Like the the moderators are there to just kind of help spur on conversation. And like a lot of the people that were there had internal uh, recordings and webinars and podcasts that just for their teams or their people they have you know they're managing hundreds or thousands of people and they want to get messaging out to them, and and they want to do it in this kind of format because this is what people have adopted to. Um, so I wanted to touch on that real bit real quick and and kind of some of the gear we're using. Um, and then I want to pivot that over to you had mentioned you did a Teams uh, event and I have had some some Twitter statements I made about live events. So I want to touch on those, too. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Yeti. Uh, I have a Yeti blue. Uh, I have the, the mics all kind of directed towards me. Actually, my office is kind of aside from being a mess it's a studio so there's like no less than a bazillion lights at any given time i can turn on for video uh but we this is an uh, audio outlet so we we've tried to make it as simple and easy as possible so using teams as our is our back end and then i have a yeti i know you have a yeti too but i also record i have some sony recorders and um some zoom recorders not zoom as in the competing product zoom as in the audio company and uh, so I always, and some of our guests actually, they record um, too. So in case, you know, the audio dumps here, we have a backup. So I have this big pile of backups that I'm just going to wind up deleting <laughs> because because <laughs> Teams has been doing a yeoman's job. Um, I, and I find conferences been uh, like meetings and online conferences and, and, and collaboration has been a lot more seamless um, so what is your take on the what we're using how we're using it and what your experiences have been with with uh, recording audio um, here on teams because I know you've just started doing some editing too
1: yeah. Um, no, I think it's been really, really seamless, you know, and I, I wasn't a part of any of those in-person episodes. So I, my only experience is doing this through teams um, and uh, no, it's been really cool. And I, I have a, a Yeti Blackout microphone that I got just specifically for this and for any other recording or stuff I do because we start, I start getting more involved in this um, in the media world. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's been a pretty seamless experience um you know like you said way back when there's this, you know some slight minor hiccups you know if recording got a little bit weird or or whatever the case may be and teams by no means is any perfect solution for this type of thing you know we i think we have attempted to do video before and uh the framing doesn't always work out exactly the way, the way we wanted to uh based off how teams records the video uh
0: I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna tell you i by other outlets i do i do video outlets too and mm-hmm. When I am doing a remote video with someone, um, it is not with teams. Um, I, I've done it, but it's, I, I usually try to stand, but I kind of like walk around and move. And the camera is just, just like, I don't know where you're going. I give up. <laughs> and it's just like half my head. And it's it's awkward and weird. And, it, and I tried spotlighting. You know the you know using the spotlight well that's just visually that's not what's getting sent to the record at least as of the last time i've done it so oddly enough and i'm going to say i'm going to say this straight up i know you're not a fan of it but i use skype for video calls with people when i want to do video for a remote person i'm not opposed to skype i'm opposed to skype for business okay (laughs) (laughs) how many videos left
1: yeah uh oh uh we're 17 days away <laughs> 17 it looks like yeah, it's, uh, imminent um but um no i i think we tried to use skype one time between us to do it but for some reason it didn't work out and we were time it was a time crunch so we decided just to switch back to what we knew which was teams um but i think i i think we should is i see a lot of people on youtube um that remote people in via skype and it looks pretty good and i think they use like obs too and, and stuff like that to kind of frame everything and make everything look nice yeah, um
0: so, so that's what I, I use obs with skype do an ndi input and i have to map everyone uh the challenge that we had was, was like it was like oh yeah let's record now and it was like i didn't have the ndi sources mapped <laughs> right and it's like okay here's a black square but there i'm here it's like you know what let's just hit the button because yes. it is as much as much it, as much as i love that realm of obs and taking an ndi stream and doing all that kind of stuff it does take a little bit of tweaking to make it the way you want it to
1: it does it does yeah and i, I think from you know since you do a lot of the recording or the editing and stuff i've just started to get in to get into that um so i just i had to show up and speak that's all i had to do until recently <laughs> <laughs> um, Uh, But, you know, I I think one of the things that you said you'd like to get eventually is a boom arm, which is what I do have um, for just a a boom arm is nice because when I'm not using, I can just move it out the way and I have to worry about the mic and it's not too, too, too much. uh... So so
0: I've always had a boom. It's just not the not the Yeti version of it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, Well, I think I I think what it was is that you wanted
1: to flip it upside down like I have it. Yeah. I wanted to
0: mount it on the wall.
1: Yeah, you wanted to. Yeah, (laughs) it comes (laughs) off
0: the wall to me because, you know, when you're talking, you know, one of the biggest complaints I have when I listen back to our show is the constant inhales that I make. You know, and it's unavoidable. You know, I do the whole thing of like. You know, I, I'm out of breath by the end of a show because like I, I'll inhale and I'll like turn my head to make sure I'm exit because the way because the, Yetis are like they're very sensitive, right? There's other Like I have some shore microphones and I have um, a Zoom that you can do pass through, got a Foz. I got like a lot of different audio equipment and some of them handle this better than the Yeti, but it's just the Yetis is just, it's so just set it and forget it, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And i also think too
1: that you know when it comes to especially when we're doing something like this yeah audio is important too but if especially if you're if you have notes and stuff like that have to have the appropriate screen screenware as well um or screens in front of you those are the way you can see everything you see and like you said have i think you were talking about earlier with the fancy zones or whatever to have you know we yep. to show you need like to have things in certain spots so that we have easy access to them to see them I think that's important, too, that, you know, if you make sure you have the appropriate screens and everything set up like that. And and so you can see your notes and whatever else you may be using for the show. So,
0: yep. So people, people, the business side, non-IT or non-people that are interested in making shows are probably glazed over. But let's let me let me make that connection for you to how this draws back to business. If and when you go to person in person or if you stay remote or whatever it is in between, you want to make sure there's uh ari likes to use this phrase and i and i kind of adopted it everybody needs to have agency there right everybody's a first-class citizen whether you're a little square on a screen or sitting uh with a butt in a chair in a collaboration room or wh- however you're connecting on your phone to the park however it doesn't matter the the key thing is is like some of the tooling that we use for this show are the same is the same tooling we use for our meetings and it's robust enough for us to capture the audio to edit it and do other things to it and split it up, put a put a commercial in there for aspirant, who is our day job. You know, that is important that we have the ability to to you know, handle our day job, and we can seamlessly just mash a record button and lay down a show because the technology is that good. So, a couple yeah. things I wanted to call out. So, from an audio perspective, make sure you have a good mic. The one on your laptop is likely not good enough. <laughs> I mean, it is not going to be the best ever. And one of the biggest complaints I have is when people use the onboard mic. And then they type on their laptop. They don't have like an external keyboard. And you hear yeah. this boom, 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 thumping of them typing. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it literally makes my blood boil. It's 2021. <laughs> Do not type on the same thing you're talking on because it will come across. Now, yeah. mind you, some of the filters and stuff like that out there will help diminish it and take some of it away. That's something that's this for some reason. It, it's just keeps coming through. Um, the other thing from a video perspective. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just saying, I wonder, um, have you heard that recently with the team's noise canceling? Yes. You saw it as the
0: team's noise canceling is not good enough yet. About two and a half hours ago. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Um, From a video perspective, there's a couple things. So, like, I have Surface books all over the place, and I got another one for from from aspiring and and like the video cameras are like on the surface threes are phenomenal right the twos phenomenal it's like beautiful i still have an external camera because the way my my layout is and and keep that in mind because you know when you when you're recording a video or talking on a on a meeting you want to make sure that you're talk like like, right now, we have video on just so we can, like, have cues of what's happening. And, like, now I'm talking to you. I'm looking at you. Get used to talking to the camera. You know, because so often when when I'm, when I'm people talk to you, they're looking at your picture, which may be on a different screen somewhere else. So now you're looking at their ear. Or they want to type, and they're not the best typist, so they look down on their keyboard, and now you're seeing the bald spot on top of their head. Um, you want to avoid that, right? You, you want to avoid putting your head down. You want to avoid, like... You know be presentable don't like wear, wear decent clothes don't comb your hair with a firecracker make sure that you're like doing the right thing uh by by presenting yourself out now i cover a whole host of topics around this on one of my other outlets so we can kind of shift off but the tech is what we want to focus on um you know with with windows 10 and a windows 10 uh, authorized teams camera and the right microphone you, you're going to come across nice and clear um one of the other things for meetings that I have I have a I have a Jabra speakerphone I'm a big Jabra fan right I have a Jabra speakerphone I d- I used to put my earbuds in my Jabra 85Ts or my my headset my 85 or 75 headset and I I got tired of looking at myself with these nubbins on my side of my head that would the background blur would like chop off half my face cuz it didn't know what it was um so uh, you know I just started using the speakerphone and I realized I was like huh my head feels better at the end of the day. I mean, it's, <laughs> I talk all day long. Um, and now I'm talking all day long without my ears getting all clammy and, you know, having it all with my head. So, so pick up a decent speakerphone too. Um, I've actually did a recording and, and I, and I totally messed this one up. I, I did a recording for a show um, with someone else on their show. And I thought I was on my Yeti, going through Teams, but because the Yeti, the headphones that I'm wearing, like the ones I wear now, are it's in studio mode for editing. So the headphones are plugged into the Yeti. And if you have the mic on, you're picking up your voice through the mic directly to your ears. It's not going back to your computer. Yeah. So be cognizant of your devices if you have more than one device on what you're talking to, especially if you're going to be talking to your your teams or recording a message or something. Uh, make sure that you have the right device pick because i i recorded an hour and a half show and then when i heard it back i was like i I sound a little i sounded good but i didn't sound like that normal like i got the radio voice go you know that that whole thing was not (laughs) i was like what the what and then i like it dawned on me i was like oh i i it was and it was good enough that it sounded like great yeah better than a laptop mic, but hardware is important I definitely agree with that,
1: you know, I, I have a similar setup, you know, I, I think we recently talked about I recently just got a, a speaker slash conference mini conference uh, phone. Um, it's not the Java. I wanted to try something different. It, it's uh, anchor, not a sponsor. Um, well known for their cords and their charging cubes and all that type of stuff. Very good in that space. Um, power banks and, and stuff of that nature. Um, but they recently just, they're dabbling in different areas and they just released this uh, new conference, this mini conference phone, which I say has been pretty good. It's been pretty useful. Um, I think the audio quality from talking to you is probably not as on par with the Jabra piece. It's its a little bit a step below. Um, but, you know, it doubles as a power bank as well um, if you're on the go. That's cool. You can charge your phone and whatever you need to charge from that um, USB-A to plug in. Not uh, full USB-C, but if you want to plug it into your computer, it does have a USB-C port to plug in. as Bluetooth as well. Um, you can pair it up to your phone, to your computer, whatever you, got, your, you know, tablet, you know, whatever you want to use it for. And it's pretty cool. It has the lights. It's visibly red if you're muted. Um, so I really enjoy I've liked it. I thought it was, you know, compared to a price for a job, I thought it was a pretty good deal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for that, so I've enjoyed it thus far, and I don't think anyone's had any complaints for me talking on it. I've been pretty visible or pretty yeah. clear, I should say. For um, sure. like I said, we sure. have a Yeti, I also have a Bluetooth headset for times when you know maybe the background noise is a bit much and you need some better audio quality, but not using the Yeti microphone or whatever. I've used the Yeti microphone for meetings before, but. Um, but yeah, I have three different tools I can use at my disposal um, for various different uh, meetings or recordings or whatever we are doing in between. So,
0: yep, yep. So, so if you if you do have a court like I got the Jabra's off to the side, right, and you do as well, or you have another brand too, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Now I have the the Jabra Evolve too. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So one thing I will say is that uh, I I did pivot over. To that machine and I fired up, um, insert music service here. Cause they're not a sponsor. I'm not gonna tell you, say who it was. And I was a heads down day of pounding out deliverables and architectures and, and plans for teams and reviews and all kinds of stuff. And I decided to, and I, I, I'm going to listen to music till the battery's dead. Cause I wanted to, you know, just to burn it down just to make sure that it's all good and nice and healthy. I mean, I know batteries don't have memory and insert whatever here now, but I, I didn't want it to sitting on the charger for weeks on end. I wanted it to get a little exercise and make sure yeah. that it was doing its thing. So, um, you know, it, it really depends. Like sometimes like we're on, like I'm on call so much. I'll have the the buds in uh, for the day job. And, you know, if I turn the cancellation and all the other like doodads on it to make it like a great experience and not go deaf. Um, I will say that, you know, batteries draw down quick, so you need to quickly have an alternative, right? (laughs) So having all these options is great, especially with what we do. Um, I I did mention that we wanted to talk about live events and I'll just kind of for time's sake, I know we're kind of up against it here. So, um, Microsoft Teams live events, um they're usually there and available for you, depending on, you know, if if you've got free Teams, you're not gonna get that. But (laughs) if you have like a Teams team, you can create live events. So uh, some of the recordings that we, and webinars we do for the day job are done on live events. It's a produced environment. So if, you know, aside from trying to get your messaging out to your Teams, or maybe recording an internal podcast to your business, or maybe you're gonna have a messaging or a training session or something like that, and you're gonna do it through Teams, you might wanna consider live events because there's other things that you can do with live events. Um you can do, aside from like the standard stuff you can do inside of of Teams with like pools and all the all the fun doodads you can do there in together mode, you don't have that on live events. What you have is windows where you can produce and have content delivered, you can have people delivered, you can have Q&A forums, you can have moderators answering questions, just like if you were to go to a Microsoft event, that's kind of like what that driver is. Um, So when we have these live events, we either do them live to tape and get them Published and packaged and on demand for you, or if it's a live event, you can interface with people. So I think maybe um, I have a whole thing again on on a different outlet that shows how to do those things. But reach out in the show notes to us uh, or through Aspire if you if you need that that capability. Because I know the whole webinar option is out there too now, um, which is kind of I think a coupling. Of the team's experience with the live events experience with a potential rebrand, I and mean, there's yeah. a whole there's a it's a whole thing, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no, I, yeah. The webinar thing is something that's been recently released, and I I actually haven't used it yet, um, but I, I know it has the attendance registration features that you, you know to get gain attendance more easily or get reports and and things the things of those uh, nature um but um you know the, the live events are, are really cool i haven't been on the producer side of the fence before um i know you have been um but uh oh, too much too too much <laughs> um i delegated
0: but, that off to someone else now because uh, it, it <laughs> it's it's stressful when people like gibber gibber and you're trying to get the right camera go
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so so you know i've um yeah I, i've been a speaker before and uh you know it's uh wait you, if you're the speaker, it's pretty exactly like a Teams meeting. I'll um, be minus a few features that you wouldn't see in your menus or whatever, but it's pretty standard. You wouldn't know it's a live event, um, uh, besides a little pre-live and live and post-live uh, tag at the top. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's pretty seamless. It's you know backed by Teams, which is you know pretty good, obviously. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think it's been pretty good. So
0: very cool. So in summary, what we covered today, a little bit of tech news. Um, Branson went to space, new version of Windows coming out for for hardware. Uh, WVD gets a facelift and kind of a a decoupling and a redo. Stay tuned, stay close to this space. Um, Teams is a great platform for you, not just to have meetings, but to actually record content for your organizations. And live events, have questions, give us a ring. Anything else you're going to cover today?
1: uh now we cover a lot of topics today so i think we definitely hit it to, since our first kind of normal show back in a little while um i think we cover a lot of things
0: yeah and we didn't do our normal like stop in the middle of the show to like have a word from our sponsor because uh, we kind of sprinkled <laughs> them throughout uh and here here's the big news right not the big news here's the news around that because aspirant is uh our sole sponsor and they want to show some gratitude and appreciation to our listener audience um we will soon be having some giveaways uh potentially you can get uh if you will put some links in the next show i think that's the one we're going to shoot the rockets off of so uh just giving you a little teaser of what's coming down the line there's gonna be there's gonna be maybe some giveaways and some other things happening around that space. Uh, so definitely subscribe wherever you can. And we thank we thank Aspire for being our sponsor and helping making this show possible. Aside from that, farewell everyone. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's sustained. <so> <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Aspirant. You aspire, together we achieve. This production is for information and entertainment purposes only. Not all technologies and items discussed are compatible with your system or specific configuration. Your mileage may vary. Consult not a professional before trying anything discussed on this show. Visit show notes for relevant information and links. Cut. <laughs>
1: Seriously. Like how we make this show. I was like, what is he talking about? I was like, he's really just had it he's burnt out he's tired talking about technology
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's all i do all day long and all night long and in my dreams